as we are. And that is a wonderful thing. Now, perhaps... Okay, I'll, I'll give you a minute. Um, uh, hope you're all right with your sound. Someone's having a problem with the sound. Um, we're going to give that person a minute uh, out of great courtesy. Um, but again, let me emphasize what I was saying. It's, it's it, it, that this story of... Uh, of, uh, of of David, it, it, it can't really be compared with anybody's or any other person's story in the Bible. But first of all, a lot have been written about David. Uh, yes, um, because he was the second king of Israel, and because he plays such an important role in the formation of what became Israel as a country. Yes, all those things are uh, very important. And so not only do we know a lot about David because of that, and perhaps no one else in a personal way with his family, with his friends, with his enemies, with maybe there's no other person in the Bible that so much is written about. So that's one aspect about it. The other aspect is that uh, even though there's a lot written about David, we get to know him so intimately because God, the scripture wants us to know him intimately. And we have said this so many times, and it really... Um, uh, teaches us a lot about ourselves, a lot about ourselves, and would uh, require of us to be very honest with ourselves. Hello, okay, everybody's okay? All right, so, what I want to share as I go on tonight is that when you, okay, great, uh, uh, Minister Booker, you got your song, okay, all right. Uh, what I wanted to share with you um, even further, the fact that we get to know David intimately, is that A, Definitely, God is not trying to um, present or project David as a as a faultless person. That I think we all know that. But apart from the big things that people normally talk about David, the things that they did wrong. Apart from that. And, and somebody um, might have somebody may have somebody may have you um, may need to mute somebody may need to mute because we're getting uh, we're getting some echoes 
Will everybody check to see that the, the phone is muted, please? Yes, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Apart from that, it's the, it's the, the everyday, if you want to call it, the, the, the normal living aspect of David, the, 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 the things that we encounter. I mean, none of us, we're not going to be kings and queens necessarily. Maybe some of you are, I don't know, but we're not going to be, you know, running, uh, I mean, be ahead of great armies, but the everyday things that we deal with, the everyday decisions, the, 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 the relationship that we have with not one another, family, friends, uh, those who may disagree with us, uh, and so forth and so on. This is what is being portrayed to us so vividly. Now, as we go on, uh, and I hope you all been reading, we are about chapter 19 of Second Samuel. And, you know, just keep reading. The book is going to be ending soon. Anyhow, as we go on, uh, we see clearly that's what God is really, really want us to know and to have a hard look of, at our own self because David's place in history, his place in the Bible, his relationship with God is admired, respected, and followed to a great extent, revered. I mean, but this man faced everyday situations like we do. Now, did he handle all of them right? Uh, he prayed, uh, not just his son, Solomon. Uh, he wanted wisdom to rule, rule the people. Uh, because that's another way of saying, I, you know, I'm a human and I'm going to make mistakes and so forth and so on. So if we look at verse 5 of Second Samuel, the 19th chapter, I'm just going to read a little bit there and uh, have some discussions about it. And as usual, very, very, very um, emotional. Okay. Then Joab went to the king's room and said to him, We save your life today and the lives of your sons, your daughters, and your wives and concubines. Yet you act like this, making us feel ashamed of ourselves. You seem to love those who hate you and hate those who love you. You have made it clear today that your commanders and troops mean nothing to you. It seemed that if Absalom had lived and all of us had died, you would be pleased. 
Now go out there and congratulate your troops. For I swear by the Lord that if you don't go out, not not a single one of them will remain here tonight. Then you will be worse off than ever before. Last week we were talking about how Absalom died and it wasn't in battle. He had seen some of David's men and he was trying to get away and had a terrible accident. And that led to, you know, his being killed. The thing is, though, that David had had, uh, given orders that they should not kill Absalom. This is a man, this is a a son who has already erected a monument, so to speak, uh, for his legacy because he was so certain that he was going to defeat his father. This was a man who cared not for his father, uh, disparaged him, bad-mouthing him. That's, that's, a, that's a light description. Uh, very, very disgraceful, disrespectful, and dishonoring way he acted towards his father. Yet when the news came to David that Absalom had died, he went upstairs and he bawled and he wept and uh, he just didn't want to come out. And that's when Joab went to him and said these things in anger and actually was threatening David then you will be worse off than ever before because if you don't come out, do the right thing, congratulate your troops, uh, we won't leave you alone. As you say later on, there were others who, who didn't necessarily like David. And, and again, over and over and over you'll ask, why would a person who had been so kind because before the, the life story of David and you'll see again that he was exceptionally kind to folk went out of his way. But here are some things that we can pray on. Is what Joab saying have merit to it? Is he really saying what often people think of others, what we may think of others. Do we ever feel that way, that we seem to love people, other people, even our enemies? Yet you act like this, making us feel ashamed of ourselves. 
You seem to love those who hate and hate those who love you. When one go out one way to be kind to one enemies. And that's why we keep going back to Jesus all the time as we look at the life of David. Does it make some people feel that we care for those who may not like us more than those who we who love us. I I I, I caution people all the time uh, about service to God, which God requires us to do. Service to other, but God also requires that we minister unto our own family, and uh, and 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 that's important. Uh, because oftentimes our friends, our family, our children, you know, they hear us and they see us and they, and how does it make them feel sometimes? Does it make them feel left out? Uh, our children, uh, a big thing that comes up with people in ministry, with the PKs, you know, ministers, pastors, sons, and so forth, and daughters, do they feel neglected? Oh, you know, it, it, it's, it, it doesn't have to be true, and I'm sure in most cases it is not true. I'm sure that David's intention was not to disrespect his troops. Lord knows that David was not trying to make his leaders and and, and his troop uh, feel ashamed, but in loving so intensely. And this happened to be his son. In loving so intensely, sometimes... That's how people feel or makes them feel. In fact, you know, I, I, I can't, you know, the way how people sometimes talk about God. <laughs> you know, sometimes they think God has favorites and so forth and so on too. You know, it, it's, it's a thing that we are being exposed to in a real deep and spiritual way. And in a in a, in an actual way, as we just look at the life of David, that is real. And we try to think of all aspect of what we do, even when we know in our hearts that we're doing the right things. We try to look in our hearts to see if we can see the big picture. How can we love? How can we encourage? How can we help? How can we assist? 
How can we take care of those who are in need? How can still present a balanced feeling to others, particularly those who are closest to us? We fought the battle for you. We won the battle for you. They would have killed you, your own son, kill his sisters, uh, kill all his family members, and kill you. We save your life today. Do you know how we feel now that you are mourning just it seems like for Absalom. So it's not necessarily open-ended questions, but it's something for us to think about, pray about, chew on, and so forth. We have to do what is right in the sight of God. And one of the things that we always need to remember and so many of you do it so well, thank God, is always remember that there are other sides and people have other feelings and uh, they may not understand uh, what you're necessarily going through, even though you're trying to do the right thing. So, I, 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 like I said, it's not open-ended, but I really, really want us to pray on this and think about this. Because as we lift up David to you, we're saying, here is a man after God's own heart. But here is a man. And I, the co-pastor and I have refrained from, for years and years and years for simply giving a pat answer, we think it's pat, to explain all these complicated and emotional things that happen in our lives, we try to refrain from saying, it's just human, we're human, it's a human thing. David was being human. Well, David was being David, period. And David, uh, would learn, as all of us do, that there's many ways of looking at some things even at the same time and even though we might be doing the right thing. Amen. So let us continue to pray for one another. And if we get this feeling about somebody else, let us understand what the person might be going through. It is always something to know that God does understand us just like he understands David as we will see as we go on. That he's trying to do the right thing and in so doing, oftentimes, could be misunderstood. Of course, David didn't want people to die 
and his son to live. But he loves so deeply, cares so much, not only for Absalom, but for everybody. Now I might just add right here, could Joab in his anger stop to realize that this is David, this is David. He doesn't mean harm to anybody, but he certainly loved deeply and cared deeply for people. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you, thank you, Lord, thank you. Well, David Hurt, uh, somebody wrote, David Hurt should not have affected the truth. They got the victory, so they wanted David to congratulate them, so they would celebrate even more. Well, the, that's a question. The thing is that in those days, when if they had lost, it's David who would perhaps suffer the most, because they would, they normally, they kill all the family, the king, and all the king's family. So that's a point that Joab was making, that they saved David's life by winning the battle. Amen. Hallelujah. Any other questions? Any other thoughts? Any other suggestions? Anything? Amen. Amen. It is something else, huh? David. <clears throat> 